0: I don't know, I can imagine quite a bit. Where did you dig up that old fossil? We're going to the Tosche Station to pick up some power converters. That's
1: no We're all fine here now,
0: thank you. How are you? Welcome to the Star Wars News Podcast, I'm Dan Vettibunker. And I'm Kenton Larson. And Kenton, we attempted to record earlier this week a uh, commentary on The Last Jedi, uh, things did not go well. The, for, well, the force the, was not with us. The first twenty-four minutes were great, <laughs> and then it froze. We were watching on um, on iTunes, yeah. and uh, and the I guess the computer is not. It was not was no. we Not buffering properly, so it kept freezing. Uh, so anyway, and then we tried doing an episode. It didn't really work out. So we're gonna we're gonna re. Uh, we're going to retry, although we are not doing the commentary today. No. Uh, but we're going to try to we'll get next a Monday. Yeah, we'll yeah, yeah. do it Monday. We'll do it Monday. We'll have
1: more time. The pro- And the thing is, we wore out, we were exhausted at the end of our iTunes extravaganza trying to make it work and try, and then we did the commentary and then it cut off. And then we, so we were so tired that when we did a, an episode last week that it was terrible. So we decided th- not to put I
0: it I think up. that we, we did kind of burn ourselves <laughs> out, but also. are yeah, tired. I feel like, um. I, I would feel like I'm repeating myself. If we were going to do The Last Jedi again right now, I'd feel like I was repeating all the same jokes that I already said that nobody heard except for except, you. you know what I thought? And that then we, you wouldn't laugh at them because you've already heard them. This is what I thought we could do, though.
1: I thought over the credits and over the, all of that stuff, all of the stuff, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll point out the passive sentence again. But once, but, once, <laughs> but once we get over all that stuff, that's a perfect opportunity for us to discuss what happened the first time that we were doing it. We were like, oh, I remember those good old days when we were doing that commentary that didn't work. Yes. So We'll get that all out of the way during the credits, yeah, and then we can get right back. And because I actually thought of a few other things uh, yeah, me that too. I didn't think of when we were actually watching it. Sure. So I think it'll be for the best. We'll get for to it. Best. We'll get to it, people. And I know we
0: haven't uploaded yeah. uh, an episode in a while, and we'll get to that as well. We'll, we'll get this stuff sorted out. Yeah. It's busy. It's a busy time of year. Get first. off
1: our backs, Come people. Come on, man. People. <laughs> get off our backs. But, this, we've been watching a hearing in the United States this week, <laughs> and that's stressed everybody. That's been stressing us out. And as we're recording... There looks like there might be some something
0: might have gone haywire
1: at the very last I, minute. I don't know what it is. <laughs> what
0: I was going to say, I was going to save this right. for meeting but we won't do that for a while. So, what this hearing is doing, this the combination of this hearing, the season 3 of serial, which is now out, yeah. and uh Better Call Saul, I'm just having a, such a Look at the American judicial system. It's like every part of it is ridiculous. All bad. And there was so much media out there pointing out how ridiculous it all is. Yeah. Uh, so that's been my week so far. So.
1: Yeah, I felt very depressed yesterday, just generally depressed, like just generally <laughs> like I couldn't point to a single reason why I felt generally depressed. But then I started then I just looked to the to our neighbors to the south and I was like, well, you know, if you have 300 million people in your backyard feeling sad kind of thing well it's gonna rub off <laughs> so i think that's what happened
0: um i want to start a new i've got a new segment i've came up Ooh. with here for star wars nerds this is and i have to make a little intro for it and i will do that soon but this is going to be a, a ridiculous star wars headline the point of this is to look at a, a clickbaity headline that really is made me mad and just you know, ridiculousness and what the people are trying to do to kind of jump onto the star and wars bandwagon flipboard is great for. oh that. for sure flipboard is full of it so This one I just saw today. Actually, as I was waiting in line for coffee, I was uh, flipping through my flipboard, Mm -hmm. and this is the this is the headline. And I wanted maybe you know what this is, maybe you don't, but let's just read it out and you can tell me. It says "Star Wars: Darth Vader mistake" in all caps. Spotted in first movie, A New Hope. Dash. Look very closely. Oh god! And "very" is in all caps as well. Look very closely. Do you know what that story is about? Um, it's. I don't know but I have
1: a uh it's it could be that a we know we can see through his eyepiece b we know that he gestures at the end of the meeting when he's not saying anything no I'm that's Death the star. first one
0: you can see is, is the eyepiece one well no what's the eyepiece well- one
1: Where you can sort of see through it at a certain
0: point. No, it's the one. So apparently this is in the scene. uh, I don't know what scene it is. But this is like you have to pause it on the Blu-ray and really zoom in to look at it. But in in one of the shots of Darth Vader close up, you can see the reflection of the camera in his eye. Well, there you go. (laughs) Come on, people! This is the movie that has a stormtrooper bump his head on a door as yeah. he enters, and nobody thought to cut that. And that's like the most ob- obvious mistake. There's sh- I'm sure there are more. A lot of this stuff has already been out there. Anyway. Well, no kidding. Like, who cares? Like
1: Mark Hamill says, "Carry." Like, oh, stop the presses! That's been that one's been going around since 1977. Oh, so, is, that, yeah. is that right? Oh yeah, there's bu- there's a bunch like that 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 did just float around. But I also like to point out to people. Even if you find what you consider to be a mistake, back in the day, you couldn't rewatch something other than to see it in the theater. Yeah, there was even pre VHS, which is what Star Star Wars predates VHS when you think about it. And I remember, like, I loved the show The Rockford Files around the same <laughs> yes, era. That's right. Okay, don't worry, this is coming back to Star Wars. Okay. And so, I uh, late uh, recently, like within the last five years, there was a cable network showing Rockford Files. I was like, "Ooh, I'll tune in." And the thing that became evident was they just did not have time to edit it in a way that would look good now. So there's a lot of scenes where Rockford's like, get in the car, angel slam, and he slams the door, and then they cut to the next shot, and he slams it again. Oh, no. <laughs> like, there's a, like, a continuity error. <laughs> and I was like, what? I don't remember that. And Star Wars had a bunch of those too. And and actually Singing in the Rain has one where Gene Kelly's like, it would go just like this. And then the film cuts, and he goes, this oh no i know he doesn't say it again but he does the movement again and you're like okay well back in the day no you could only see it in a movie theater and you, and people wouldn't couldn't pick over it and it happened too fast for anyone to notice it
0: So that's why it's not like they made, and it was harder to edit movies then. Right. You had to do it on a, take the actual film and cut it and tape it together and stuff. So, Mm. yeah, for sure. Uh, There's tons of that. There's tons of that stuff. So, anyway, I just, that's the ridiculous headline for the week. I just want to, you know, I'm not even going to say where it came from, but it's just this ridiculous clickbaity kind of stuff where, you know, even if there's no Star Wars news, no actual news, this stuff is always out there. People are always trying to get your views and in uh, uh, by posting about Star Wars. So we're not we're not about that here on the Star Wars News Podcast. We're just about discussing do, our favorite movie franchise. Do you have
1: I have Google Alerts for Star Wars? Do I don't use, have that. No,
0: I, you, you, your phone must be going off all the time.
1: Uh, no, I've elected. You can choose the frequency at which you want the alerts, okay. and I've chosen once a week. Though I don't remember choosing a day, but. Wednesdays, like when I'm in my comedy writing class, around 3 o'clock or so, I get a digest from Google on everything that's been published on That is a great idea.
0: I'm going to do that so for you
1: It's actually very cool, yeah. but at the same time, you sure see a lot of craft oh, sure. in there. And I also have it set for Red River College, where we teach. And so you get, you're like, oh, who got fired this week? No, I'm just kidding. It's, it's for stuff. It's for stuff that's uh, published publicly.
0: In other Star Wars news, uh, Solo a Star Wars story came out on Blu-ray this week. Uh, it is not available on on DVD, so no more regular DVD from uh, from mm. Disney or at least from the Star Wars part of it. Um, so when you buy it, you get a digital copy, you get a Blu-ray, which I'll probably pick up this weekend. Um, and of course, we'll watch it on the podcast and do a commentary at some point as well. Um, But I thought this was interesting. This is coming from StarWars.com. If you go to StarWars.com, you can um, uh, download a free uh, alternate cover for it. It's uh, Marvel Artist Phil Noto. Created kind of wow. a cool-looking um, – it's it's kind of like the poster. It's basically an illustrated version of the poster, but it's in a different type of style, and it's really neat. So if you don't – if you get sick of your you know, regular cover of Solo, you can print this out and put it in your DVD as well. So that's kind of a neat idea. And, uh, I, I mean, I wish they would give us um, information about how well this, sh- this movie is doing on demand, like how many people are watching it mm. and buying it. Because to me, I would be really interested to know how many people – who obviously did not see it in the theaters because it didn't do as well in the theaters as other Star Wars movies, uh, how many people are watching it now? I saw somebody tweet and I retweeted when it came out on, uh, on digital. Uh, today's the day when everybody says, gee, I wish I would have seen that movie in the theater uh-huh. uh, because it was really good and people should have seen it in the theater, yeah. but nobody did. So I'm just curious as to see how popular this movie is now well, I'm going to pay for it again by buying it, and we're voting for it. But but wouldn't it be nice to know how the sales are going? They're so, like, they report box office numbers right away, Mm -hmm. immediately. That's like a measure of a film's success. And in many ways, uh, many people see that as a measure of its quality, although that doesn't always match up. But I think uh, I would love to know the same for for downloads for uh for purchasing like that kind of stuff I think is more valuable a measurement of the popularity of a film because that means people are going to watch it and especially these days when uh, most people would rather stay home and watch a movie than go to the mm-hmm. theater so, I don't know, we'll see. We'll see how it go, d- goes. I, I really, I'm, I'm looking forward to watching it again. We only did see it the first time, so yeah. it'll be fun to watch it a second time and third and fourth or whatever when yeah. we get to it. My kids still haven't seen it, so that'll be fun to watch it with them.
1: No, I'm very excited to see it again. And I like I, I liked it when the, the one time that I saw it. I that's, really liked it. Star so
0: Wars film of the modern era.
1: Yeah, that's what Kenton I- Captain st- Larson. I, that's right. I still stand by that, um, even though I had people uh, correct me online, because that, that never happens. When, people, when you post something and then people correct you.
0: Everyone always agrees with you yeah, all the time. Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't think so. Like, you get a lot of that. You get a lot of that. Uh, Star Wars, <laughs> if you saw this this week, Star Wars has a new VR series. I guess it's set to launch in the Oculus, which I didn't realize was a thing that was still around. Oculus, Oculus yeah. Rift or whatever. Star Wars VR series, Vader Immortal, puts you inside Darth Vader's castle. So they released <laughs> a trailer for this. So you're on, like, Mustafar Invader's castle. <gasps>
1: I wonder why I have brought you here.
0: It's a VR experience. I don't know if it's a ga- it could be qualified as a game, but it's like you watch it through the through the Oculus through the uh, the VR headset. Mm-hmm. And I imagine you can look around and stuff. I don't know how much you could interact with the thing, but it looks kind of cool. I love an excuse to go back to Mustafar is a good good excuse for me. What's the high beeping? It's uh, the it's the torture droid. Oh. <laughs> It just shows him walking up. It sounds like
1: a computer buffering. That's the yeah, that's the, the torture. The droid?
0: What happened to the torture droid? That was something oh, that yeah. was like terrifying in the first movie. You're like, what are to do? We gonna don't know do? what it did. Or or I guess we saw it again in um in uh, Empire when they're torturing Han Solo, right? Well, that was but a the, different
1: thing. The hovering droid had the needle that the camera zooms in on, and then later you hear Tarkin say her her resistance to the mind probe was considerable.
0: So that's like they stuck that needle in her head. Why, to now to why do, why didn't Considering uh, the way Kylo Ren interrogates Rey in The Force Awakens using just his Force mm-hmm. powers, why did Vader not just do that? Well, I think uh, maybe he,
1: uh, who knows what the, the difference in powers, who the hell knows, but it could just be that that would not have worked either because we didn't know it at the time, but Leia is strong in the She force. is, yeah, she
0: is. And, and so maybe they did maybe it was the exact right. same situation. They could, could have tried be. it and it could not have worked, right. so they had to fall back on the torture droid. So why doesn't Kylo Ren have a torture droid? Maybe he does. We just haven't seen it. <laughs> Kylo is a little whiny biatch who 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 uh, doesn't
1: deserve one because he wrecks too much stuff. Right. So they don't give he him one. He probably
0: trashed it the first time it didn't work for him. Yeah. Um, by the way, uh, um, Kylo. Sorry, what's his real name? I'm blanking on his real name. Uh, Kylo Ren's real name, yeah, right. Adam Driver. Adam Driver. <laughs> Adam Driver's real name, <laughs> Kylo, uh, Ren. Kylo Ren. <laughs> uh, he is going to be the host of the first episode of Saturday Night Live this yeah. this week or week coming up in a week or two, and I'm really looking forward to another edition of uh, Undercover Boss starring Kylo Ren. I hope they do exactly that again. I'll maybe, they, maybe they might make another Star Wars joke, but the SNL always does fun stuff with Star Wars whenever they have a Star Wars cast member on. They do some fun stuff. When Donald Glover was on, they made uh, a good Lando joke. Mm-hmm. Did you see that sketch? I did, it yeah. It was about like no, no black people in the Star Wars that's universe. Right. It was funny. It was really funny. It reminded um, me of the William Shatner on SNL <laughs> right. sort of
1: Get a light. Yeah, yeah, that's right. A little bit of that.
0: Um, what I want to talk about our, as far as our main topic today is uh, something we predicted a long time ago. You you were uh, certainly it was going to happen. And it is now here, and that's Star Wars fatigue. Yeah, uh, it's something, here. You know, that's we right. we uh, you were you know concerned about this back, even back before the Force Awakens mm-hmm. came out. You talked about it on this podcast that we're going to get new Star Wars films every year, and is this too much? Are we are we you know going to get bored with Star Wars? And I, I wouldn't say we're bored with it, but certainly, and this is kind of coming from uh, Disney CEO Bob Iger, who said that this week that. You know, yeah, we probably we probably were pushing it a little too far. He's like, it's going to slow down. We're not going to see Star Wars as often, um, especially with like the the, t- the five months between Last Jedi and Solo was way too short of a time period, and that certainly did affect Solo's box office. So, uh, so yeah, we have uh, we're now in the throes of uh, Star Wars fatigue. We, we have too much of it.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think I mean, even something like Solo coming out on uh, Blu-ray, I would have rushed before to go get it. And uh, I don't, I don't feel the the burn to go do that. I don't feel the burn, Bernie Sanders. Um, but I, but um, I I I've noticed a few things. Like oh, yesterday I happened to be in proximity of a Star Wars black figure I do not have, and it's the Bespin Leia. And okay. I and I picked it up and looked at it. I was like, wow, look at that. That's super cool. It's Bespin Leia. And I went, eh, don't need it. <laughs> I put Ooh. it back. And I put it back. And I was a bit like, you know, how many. Of these, do I need? So you're fatigued with the toys but, as well. well, the, well but, but but I mean, there's a limit, right? How much can you can you possibly collect? How much money can you spend? How much of all that can you do? And it doesn't
0: help. That. I don't know, Kenton. How much? Well, tonight I'm going to see Paul McCartney. That doesn't help. <laughs> and did you see Carol Burnett this week as well? I did. I saw her yesterday. Yeah, as a matter crazy. of fact, yeah. So so you're spending all your money on uh, yeah, well, uh, aged celebrities.
1: That's right, and <laughs> and aged movie franchises. Right. Before that. But uh, I just I, – it's not like I hate Star Wars. I love Star Wars. But you you do reach a limit. And even even um, the new TV show. Resistance even, is coming up in a yeah, week. Yeah, I, I sort of am resisting Resistance. getting into it. <laughs> yeah, You know, like when, when you when you get a finale to one of your favorite shows, and on one hand you're like, oh, I can't wait to see it. But on the other hand you're like, ah, that's just as well. I don't have to record anything anymore. Yes, it is somewhat, <laughs> yeah, sometimes a, a relief to yeah. get,
0: especially if the final season isn't as good as other seasons. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of an example of that maybe The Lost would be a good example where, yeah, where of that.
1: Where you just kind of make it through the
0: last five. <laughs> you, like, I've, yeah. I've stuck with it this long. I'm sure right. you felt that way about Dexter when Dexter ended. Oh, my God. I, I didn't watch it, but that was like an eight-season show. And, that last season I did. And up. everybody hated that last season. But you still watched it, right? No, still, I didn't. Oh, you I, didn't? I, oh, okay. Well, I think Many I, might,
1: people did. I might have watched the first episode of the last season, but already then it had... It had jumped many sharks at that point. <laughs> okay. And Jimmy Smith showed up, and that's hate, when you know all oh, the shark jumping is in full effect I Jimmy hate, Smith
0: showed up. I hate the use of jump to the shark as a negative connotation. Yeah. That, was an, that was my favorite episode of Happy Days. I loved the episode where Fonzie jumps the shark. I was like, that was so cool, and it didn't even occur to me. It, the, the phrase came along way, way later, of course. But when I first heard of it, I thought it was a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a good thing. I'm like, oh, oh that yeah, was me great. Too. That was great when they did that. And then, no, no, no. This is this means that it's ridiculous. I
1: watched it on live TV, but I, even then I remember thinking, it, it wasn't like, remember the other one was Fonzie's jumping the garbage cans on his bike. Do I don't you remember, remember that, that one. Okay. No. That was before that. And that was like when I was in grade school. That's whatever the kids were like is Fonzie going to make it over the garbage cans on his bike? And I'm like, in my mind, I pictured like little trash cans. And I was like, hey. he's riding a bicycle? I'm like, what? And then I, that's when I started watching Happy Days. And then the following week was part two of the episode. And Fonzie makes it over the – and it was like big dumpsters basically. And it was a motorcycle, not a bicycle. And that's when I started watching Happy Days when everybody was saying it. So, you know, jumping the shark is is was less good than jumping the garbage cans. <laughs> Which is good,
0: absolutely. Yeah. So which is better? Getting back to Star Wars fatigue, I think um, we've now ha- we've seen. Okay, there are three now three eras of Star Wars as far as the films go. Through. The original trilogy, which we all remember and love, but mostly because of nostalgia, I would say mm-hmm. that's a huge part of it. That's why those films will never never be touched, in my opinion, as far as quality. Like I just. I can't imagine anything being better than those three first three movies. No. Uh, those came out every three years, correct? Was it? Yeah, yeah every three. 77, 80, 83. And, um, and, but it was a different era. We didn't know. We talked about this briefly, I think, on the failed episode. Yeah. We didn't know um, when the next one was coming out, really. Like, as kids, you're not really aware of that kind of thing, right? No, you get a little... Like, every once in a while,
1: some news show would go, we're going to look at the masks of Star Wars. And so you'd get, like, a five-minute segment showing, like, this is a Cantina alien. Ooh, this is from the next movie. And it would be, like, a glimpse of some other creature. But once again you couldn't record it but I don't couldn't.
0: I don't even think that studios announced their, their release dates as far in advance or did they even announce their release dates like I don't know that the public at large was aware of when movies were coming out until we started seeing trailers and, and advertising for it um, so it wasn't like we were anticipating the films we saw the first one it was good then the second one came out we saw the second one it was awesome mm-hmm. and then three years later the first one came out so there was no anticipation really for the maybe for that third one but then after that we figured it was done there's no more Star Wars right all right I remember remember Roger Ebert was the only
1: guy who said, George Lucas is going to sell it and, and someone else will make these movies. They'll be like James Bond. Someone else will make them. And I remember reading that going, That's oh, funny. Roger Ebert, what do you know? Oh, he's ahead of but his time. He knew I, it. I've tried to find that online and I can't find it. So he might have said it on um, At The Movies or something. Okay. Might have been where that came out. I know he said it. I can recall like perfectly that, in fact… He said it because I remember thinking, no,
0: he's wrong. <laughs> like, I was wrong, but yeah. I remember thinking he's wrong. Fast forward to 99 when we had the – now, this was – I do remember being aware of the next trilogy coming out. Oh, I was, yeah. I was plugged in enough. We had a very, very early version of the internet at that time. I wasn't online very much, but I do remember hearing – Yes, they are doing a new trilogy. It started with the re-release of the original films in '97, the uh, the special edition. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's when we started seeing the changes, like the stupid changes they made to that those movies. Um, and then uh, in '99, the next movie came out. It is what it is. I uh, seriously, I um, at at FanQuest Trivia Night, there was a question about the Phantom Menace, and there were people there who like love it. Seriously, the people of that generation who were children when The Phantom Menace came out in 1999 who absolutely love it and make no apologies. And they, they, will, they will die on that hill. They love the children. They first, are the first film. Because they were kids. Exactly. So that comes out. And then again, every three years. And I think that Lucas stuck to that schedule because that's what he did with the first one. I don't know that there was a, an overall plan other than it's every three years. This is what Star Wars is. You well, know, you, They probably could have made those films faster. I think it's a production
1: process. And when you know what the – it's just like anything – Every year when the school year comes, if I have it all laid out from the previous year, I am way better at, like, making little tweaks and stuff than the first time you do it. Yeah. Once the process is in place, it's easier to just stick to the process than it is to, like, change it all up. So I think that's
0: probably why they did it every three years. They yeah. already knew the
1: year one's the draft. Year two is this. Year
0: three, yeah, like but and exactly. So they stuck to that, and then and then. But the public is also at this point knows that a Star Wars movie comes out every three years, you know, and that we had those, yeah. you know, however many it was, ninety nine, two thousand two, two thousand five, those three years. And but I found by the end of it, Star Wars was really because of the lower quality of those films, um, it was kind of not in the public consciousness as much as as the first one was, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it was not something that was as big of a deal as the first trilogy and even as, as the Phantom Menace was when it came out. So not as relevant as far as film franchises go. Uh, and now, of course, we have the modern era of Star Wars and Disney purchased the company in 2012. Uh, uh, and then since 2015, since The Force Awakens, we have had a single movie every year. Yeah. And that is a, a model that they, um, you know, they perfected that with uh, the Marvel films. Um, even to the point where they're now releasing three Marvel films per year, something that seems to go very well. Yeah, nobody has a problem with Marvel. So why is it that Star Wars? We've we've now had four Star Wars movies come out in this new uh, era. Why is it that we won't uh, consume Star Wars movies as ma- much as we consume Marvel movies? It's a weird. It's it's
1: a weird thing. But I, I I'm actually gonna throw this out there and say I think the that the. Uh, sort of wearing us out on Marvel's begun, begun to happen to. But it's been like 10 years right. of Marvel doing that. How, yes. So that's't yeah, like, don't, that's... for, don't forget that it, that if you have more than one super franchise, let's call them, then the, all of them together have that effect. Have the impact on us of each one of them becoming less important in light of the other one. So I just think there's so many. There's too many
0: super franchises out there. And movies have become that. And you're not talking just about superheroes. You're talking about Bond or everything. I mean, obviously, studios want everything to be a franchise. Even Star Trek. I mean, like, it's okay That one has slowed down now. But they could very well
1: say the Star Trek universe is massive. We need two movies a year. You could easily make two Star Trek movies a
0: year. Oh, there's no way. See, in my mind, I would immediately go, no, there's no way that would work. People would not like that.
1: Well, uh, I just think that's the world we live in, and that's, uh, like, a proven crowd-pleaser franchise. They're going to milk it. They're going to milk it until there's nothing to be milked. (laughs) Until (laughs) the cow is dead. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, I I just—I do, though. And even this week, I saw Chelsea Handler, actually, last weekend— You've seen all kinds of aged celebrities. Although she's not that old. And by the way, uh, here's a tip for everybody: when a celebrity opens it to the Q and A, don't ask them for favors. That's all they have to ask. What? In Winnipeg, everybody has a favor. Hey, could you align with our business to help us promote our environmentally? Blah blah. And you're like, oh man. And you're like, leave them alone. No, they can't. Hey, uh, Carol, I loved you in the '70s. Can I have a picture? And you're like, well, that's for nobody in this room but you. Go to hell. (laughs) It's like it's like a big step, a big big. Uh, everybody wants to ask. So somebody said to Chelsea Handler, um, "What movies are you enjoying now?" or something like that, and she said, "I never, I will never see another Marvel movie again." That's like she's the like,
0: opposite answer. To what but I she's
1: asked. like, right? But she said, "I'll never see another Marvel movie again. I'm done with Marvel. There's more important things in life, and who cares? All
0: those movies are the same. I'm done." And the crowd applauds.
1: Like, like. Like there is, a... I just
0: rolled my eyes in case you couldn't catch that on this audio podcast. But I
1: do think that there is a general kind of malaise, and I think what the movie theaters have done too is, I knew lots of people, and even older people. Let's talk about older people for a second. Uh, who, we've by been by talking the way, about them all the podcast. But yeah, but who? But but older than us people. Right. We're already old. Or me. <laughs> I'll speak for myself. I'm old. But pe- there's lots of people older than me, and those are people who still rely on movie theaters to for their entertainment. So if the movie theaters aren't showing entertainment that older people are interested in, now you've turned off the one group that only gets their movies that way so I, I just think I, I think that's the problem I think the movie theater is after the hardest to get demo which is young people who will just wait for it to come up well, there is, or, or, or illegally download it yeah
0: there's certain uh, there are certain groups of young people that will go see for example mm-hmm. a horror movie like that's most horror movies made these days are geared towards a teen audience and they've got like a, a nothing, there's nothing worse in the world than a PG-13 horror film but that's when we <laughs> have a ton of those out there and it's filled every time I go to one of these things in the theater it's filled with teenagers and so like for a teen teenager, there is still not a ton of stuff they can do on a Friday or Saturday night. So I think the, the, going to the movies is still something that teenagers do. But um, but yeah, there are certain things that uh, older people, like I think people forget that an older audience does also go to the movies quite a bit. I went to see, I remember going to see This Is 40. Remember that film? Uh, Judd Apatow oh, film yeah. with Paul Rudd. And everybody in that theater, I was like uh, late 30s at the time, a couple years mm-hmm. ago, whenever it came out. And everyone in the theater was like 50 plus. It's like a bunch of people remembering what it was like to be 40. It was kind of funny. And and by the way,
1: Graham (laughs) Parker featured prominently in that film. And I remember going, to me, the key takeaway was, it's nice to see that Graham Parker has a shot at success. And that was probably one of the least enjoyed movies of that genre. Right? Yeah. So it was like, the Graham (laughs) Parker curse continues. Anyway, so, so yeah. Never, by the way, never put a Graham Parker song in a Star Wars movie is all I'm going to say. Well, I don't think that's ever going to happen. Well, you never know. Okay.
0: Well, yeah, it's true. Never say never. <laughs> we'll, do, we'll wait and see. <laughs> um, but, yeah, go, talk, getting back to the theater. So, so, so films like Star Wars, of course, are, are counting on that mass appeal. It's a franchise that everybody knows. It doesn't matter which age you are. You know what Star Wars is. And, you know, given enough time between films, you're likely to go see the movies. But these days, uh, um, clearly, it doesn't work to try and do it every six months or so. Yeah. So so now now we're in a situation where we have the long, like, we've got a year and a half between films. You know, it's been however many months since Solo and and uh, and the next one. We don't even have a title for this next film. No. Episode 9. So that one's going to come out next December. And now we're like, we have nothing to do at Christmas time. What are we going to do? They should have just held off on Solo until they sh- then. They should have. And we even said that a long time yeah. ago when they, they announced it. So why didn't they? Why don't you think they did not hold off on Solo and they released it five months after? I think
1: it... I mean, Bob Iger took responsibility for it and said, "I, you know, I wanted it to come out then and... and I, I rooted for it to come out then kind of thing. I pushed it. I mean, if
0: the CEO pushes for something, you're not, yeah. If your boss tells you to yeah. do something, you're not going to say, no, you're dumb. Forget it. We're going to do it. But, um, so I guess he, it was his kind of call. Well, if Bob, if Bob Iger
1: said, give me a time machine, they'd build one. Like, like he, he can demand <laughs> anything. Right. Right. That's the thing. And he can
0: go back and change the release date of solo. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So that's what's going to happen. He's going to go back in time, change it. And we'll never know what happened. But uh, And uh, he'll also be backstage when Marty McFly uh, steals Chuck Berry's moves as well. So we can look forward to all of that. But, but uh, I do think that, that I don't know what the rush was to get Solo out in that time period. Maybe, because, maybe to please Disney shareholders. Who the hell knows? But if you just would have waited until Christmas time, the habit forming behavior, which they created, by the way, let's just be str- let's keep, keep it clear here. They created the new habit forming behavior of going to see a Star Wars movie every year at Christmas. Now, if they don't want us to have that behavior, Then they shouldn't have set it up that way. Then The first one should have come out in May if that's what their preference would be.
0: I assume that they're trying to get back into the blockbuster season of summer, right? That was part of the thinking behind it because Star Wars has always been a summer film. It's always come out in May, right? That's always been the case until uh, The Force Awakens. And uh, it was just a it was the delay, right? That forced mm-hmm. them they put they they pushed it back because they weren't ready to release the Force Awakens. Do you think the summer blockbuster season is dying? Do you think that's really not becoming a, not a thing anymore? I think uh, we're already, uh,
1: you know we all we've always talked about. Um, wouldn't it be great uh, if Rogue One was available in theaters and at home? And at home, if you want to watch it at home, you pay fifty bucks on the opening weekend or something. You pay a little more to have the convenience of watching it. And I think we're just in the throes of that beginning to happen, like with Netflix and everything. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think so. We're just starting to see, like, and and people understanding that Netflix is movies and TV and people love it. And that's how you get your art scene and, and, and. So I think um, it wouldn't surprise me if we see, if we actually start to see the advent of that. I'm surprised nobody... Like a big studio should try that. They should have done it for I thought, solo. I thought
0: someone was trying. I thought there was a thing about Sean Parker, the uh, the founder of Napster, um, was getting involved in a thing that was going to do that, where it was going to be really expensive, but it was a direct mm-hmm. uh, line to um, movie re- new re- releases at your in home. And it was really expensive. It was more than fifty bucks a movie. See, that's no.
1: It's got to be affordable, a little more expensive if you're going to stay at home, like to make up for the lack of. Popcorn sales, whatever else, whatever
0: else well, happens. The, the theaters you know the theater. will makes money on the popcorn right. sales, not the studio. So, right. to the studio, it doesn't matter. You could make it twenty bucks a thing, and and studio would probably make more money. Well, let me put it they're, this they're way: they're like they're like uh, you know we pay whatever fifteen bucks or whatever it is for a movie ticket, and then. I don't know how much of that goes to the studio, but if you charge twenty bucks per person, almost all of it would go to the studio if you did it online.
1: If you charge less in the theater and more at home, old people stay home and watch, and young people go to the theater based on their income. Right, right, right. That's basically yeah, what happens. That's right. And all the movie theaters want is young
0: people in the theater. Because young people buy snacks. Like they just right. want people there to buy snacks. That's right. Really what they was, want I mean. young people who
1: aren't thinking about nutrition. And who are? They want young people to get in there and spend, spend, spend. Although it doesn't help that there's like one ush, board usher. Standing there ripping tickets like you want people to go you want you want people to spend you could have a person there making it happen making it happen faster. But I think, uh, they're, you know, the, the movie studios are like airlines. They don't know how to save their own business. They, they, they think that the best way to save their business is to inconvenience everybody.
0: Uh, but the reason I asked that question is just because a lot of people pointed to the other uh, films coming out around the same time, like Avengers Infinity War and Deadpool 2. Mm-hmm. And those are all kind of in, in and around the same release date as Solo. So they figured there was too much competition at the box office to for people to go. And I, I, I agree with that somewhat. I didn't go see Solo a second time in the theater uh, I went the next weekend I went to see Avengers Infinity War so so yeah for sure if, if that movie hadn't been out I might have gone to see it again in the theater like when you go to the theater for yeah. me it's an expensive uh, undertaking because I have kids and I have a family and it's well over a hundred dollars to go for everybody at, at one time so I'm gonna choose that wisely by the way I'm going to the theater this weekend this is one my kids mm-hmm. have driving me to I had no idea this is a thing until they told me but the um it's called uh, My Hero Academia it's a it's a it's a anime anime uh, series TV series and they made a movie and so the movie's playing in one theater in Winnipeg it's at uh, McGillivray all the way across town from me <laughs> so I'm gonna drive 45 minutes across town and take my kids to the fancy movie theater to see this anime they they can't wait they're so excited about it so there's one instance of the kids wanting to go wow uh, just because it's this franchise that they like so anyway yeah I I, I would hope they uh, they move everything back to um, to December. Now, do we need a new Star Wars movie every year? Do you think they should push it back to every two years? I think that
1: uh, the what Star Wars needs to think about is what is the brand of Star Wars? What does it mean? How close to the originals d- does the Star Wars b- the modern day Star Wars brand need to be? Um, should, I don't each, think it needs to be close but to Yeah, the but originals. should each new series have it be its own thing? Or must it somehow harken back to the first three that everybody loves? Like that's still the thing that we have not broken away from or fully embraced. Like the movies right now, the modern era movies are kind of floating in the middle. Like, oh, hey everybody, here's Luke at the very end of the movie. <laughs> oh, hey everybody, here's Han Solo, but he dies. Hey everybody, like like they're giving us like our favorites, but here's R two D
0: two, but he barely does anything. Right, yeah.
1: parsing them out so light, so they're not fully in there. But at the same time, we go – so we go to the theater to see our old favorites, and then we're disappointed when Rose shows up and gets mad at Finn for trying to take a shuttle or whatever. Whatever. Like, like, that's the problem. The problem is you need to be fully invested in one or the other, and I think the middle ground is where they went. It worked for Force Awakens, but I think that's – I do think that's a big reason of why all the yelling and screaming about about uh, Last Jedi is it, what people expected based on what the trailers showed
0: us. Yeah, and and uh, really, I mean, I think it, what the intention is for this whole trilogy to be that middle ground the, right. the whole trilogy is a passing of the torch when really The Force Awakens could have been the one film that was a passing of the torch and they could have moved us on right away into The Last Jedi, so it didn't need to be one, I mean, and, and we assume that, um, that the third film Leia passes away and the third film which was all probably always the plan Mm -hmm. so we have these three heroes each die in each of the films um but then what do we get we get another trilogy with ray finn and and, uh all the all the rest like does that mean we're fully into the new uh new era of star wars no not
1: for another 10 years when the nostalgia for these three movies comes out but i think there will be more movies with them in it with whomever uh, from the, whoever survives. <laughs> okay. Well, there will. I think there will still be. I mean, I mean, hell, they could do prequels too to this if they wanted to. But I, I think that they're going to take a break from these characters. I think they have to. I think they have to take yep. a decade or something. That's, that's fair. And, and it seems like that's what they're doing because they've got those two other trilogies in the works.
0: Yeah, which are not, uh, although we don't know for a fact they don't have anything to do with it. But as far as they're, not, they're, not, they're not in this time, like the same time frame as the uh, saga mm-hmm. films. Uh, Resistance is, Resistance is... Uh, kind of based on it's, it's more related to the force awakens but it has like poe dameron in it it has bb8 in it um so it's definitely cl- more closely tied to the new trilogy than it is th- as much as rebels was to the original trilogy and the funny thing is that rebels felt like a new thing to me it did not feel old no it did not feel like an original trilogy thing but it definitely was it definitely was a, a series that took place before the original trilogy um and i am i am somewhat excited about resistance i think it's going to be good uh the the trailers sort of make it look good um and I'll watch it. And uh, I was happy with uh, Rebels. I thought it was a great show. And hopefully this one is washy. as well.
1: I'm wishy-washy on uh, on how on Rebels on the pros and cons of Rebels. There's some I liked, and there's other stuff where it was just like it was almost too much to bear. Okay, where it was like where, where it was just too cutesy or whatever, or too like I know it's for kids, but but just the same.
0: <laughs> I was you having know, a discussion with. There's, like... <laughs> there's, quali-
1: there's quality kids entertainment out there. That adults like too. Yeah, I was expecting that. I wasn't expecting like dark. Like some people were expecting, whatever. Darth Plague is murdering kids or something. It's like no, I don't think that's going to happen. But I do. I do like it. I do like the. I do like it to be smart. I like it to be smart and not just let's make it dumb for kids, which is always a problem. And I thought there were some episodes of Rebels that seemed dumb for kids.
0: Yeah, well, that, that's also a danger of producing a twenty-two episode season. Right. Uh, you're always gonna have some filler. And I think they're I think they have to get away from that. I think all television has to get away from that. So you could have ten episodes from now they do this kind of. They do like a mini a seasonal break or whatever. They do mm-hmm. um you know, they have like ten episodes and then break over Christmas and then come back for another ten episodes after Christmas. But even still they throw in these kind of throwaway episodes where nothing really matters mm-hmm. and and those ones and then by the way, they're still showing Rebels uh, repeats many, many times a day on Disney XD. Yeah. And I, I kinda tune in and when I see if it's an episode, like if it's a if it's a story based episode that I uh, that has to do with the main storyline, I'll watch it. But if it's just one of these throwaway ones that doesn't mean anything, I won't watch it and those so those don't have lasting impact at all. You're now kind of um are you are you not collecting the black figures anymore or uh, what is going on? Let with me put that? it this
1: way. If I saw the last uh the last bounty hunter that I need for the Star Wars Black series or something like that, I'd buy it. But I just, you know, I I have like four Princess Leahs at this point. Like, like how many? Do you, how many figures I, do you have in your collection? Would you say in the Black series? I have a list actually. Let me. Let I'll tell you what. For next time, I'll get the list. Okay. Then I can just put a number on it because I'm not sure. <laughs> it's lots. It's like well, I have the entire original line of figures. I have all that. I have a big pile of the Indiana Jones of the modern era. I've got all all of the old era
0: Indiana Jones. Uh, I have that bits and bites of little Star Wars what's, figures. What's here gonna and happen there? when they bring the Indiana Jones franchise back again? They're working on that right that's now. A whole other are we, podcast. Get, are we gonna get fatigue from the Indiana, Indiana Jones series? Like uh, that's weird because that one's that one's centered around Harrison Ford. You can't do that without Harrison Ford. No, or can you? Well, uh, that's they're, what the last, they're sure gonna try, or that's what they
1: tried. That's what the question at, they asked in uh, Kingdom, Skull. Yeah, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, but they answered it very quickly, fun and definitively <laughs> in the last scene, which was what we all wanted. It, it, was, it right. was, it was one hair away from it giving us nightmares forever. But no,
0: I'll, I'll leave it at that. You they think, saved do you think it that there. was meant to? Be, I thought yes. that was always meant to be like a, a. They were gonna make more, and and Shia LaBeouf was gonna be the next. No, it would have only like. He Shia LaBeouf picks up the hat
1: and he looks at it and he's like, hmm, I wonder if. And then Harrison Ford snatches it out of his hands and puts it on his head and everyone cheers. Yeah. And it's because like no, we the filmmakers know, we know Harrison Ford knows and Shia LaBeouf knows that that's not what anybody wants. <laughs> and so I no, I took that to be like a little injury. Oh,
0: okay, I, I took it as to be oh we're gonna set this up for future no sequels. Okay. Oh God, no. Okay, well that would never just why have him in the movie then? Why have Shia LaBeouf in the movie then? Uh, you know, to for the kids to, to swing from trees with the monkeys.
1: You remember? You remember what I said? Dumb entertainment for kids. That's right. That's what he's there for. <laughs> That's why he's swinging through the trees. That's why he's got Grecian formula in his hair.
0: He's a he's a greaser. He's a he's like John uh, Travolta in the Grease. Right? He is he like uh, he is a rebel without a cause. <laughs> that guy. <laughs> All right. Anything else you want to discuss today on the Star Wars know, News Podcast? I, I got to go teach a class. All right. Damn it. Damn it. All right. I gotta get. I have to get something ready for this class. Sounds good. <laughs> it can't be Star Wars. No, it can't. Be. All right, that's gonna do it for this episode of the Star Wars Nerds. I'm Dan Vadabonker. I'm Kenton Larson. Don't let the force hit are you, are you in the ass. four two one. You copy? Now I am the I'm Taking an awful risk, later. This had better work. Where did you dig up that old fossil?